0: Ah! Hmm. Hi. Hey. Tours begin at 11. You're the first in line. Could be a busy day. The road seems pretty empty.
1: Nice accent. You from Australia? No, I'm from Britain. So you got one of those crazy British names Esmeralda or. Uh... I'm Nish. Nish? Nish. Well, I can't judge. My name's ridiculous. Rollo Haynes, owner, proprietor. Well, just us two this morning. You sure you want to do this? This plays ain't for the
0: faint-hearted. I'm sure I can handle it. Not everyone can. <laughs> hey, everybody! I'm Rima.
1: And I'm Sean.
0: And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Black Mirror.
1: Today we'll be covering the sixth and final episode from Black Mirror season four titled A Black Museum.
0: And what a fascinating episode this was.
1: Wasn't what I was expecting, but Black Mirror (laughs) typically isn't, so.
0: Well, I'm excited to see if it was what you expected in a good way or not what you expected maybe in a bad way. So how about we go ahead and just get to it and start with our top five. Sean, why don't you kick us off this week?
1: All right. So my number five for this is the, the format of this episode. So I am a sucker for like a vignette type of movies, TV shows. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we looked at like season, I don't remember what season it was. It was right after uh, the prison fell in Walking Dead. Like they had kind of vignettes of each character mm-hmm i'm a sucker for those type of things i absolutely love them and that's what this really set up there's kind of an overarching storyline we're following around this dude that owns this black museum but we're seeing three individual storylines that kind of tie in but they're kind of separate right and that's always something that i, I just always really enjoy because you, you know you get to kind of see like a beginning middle and end to a story it's exactly why i like black mirror the tv series it's because sometimes with, like, long series, it can feel drawn out. You kind of feel tired at the end of it. You're like, okay, I'm ready for a break. But Black mm-hmm. Mirror, it's a new thing every episode. It's its its own contained story. There's there's crossovers a little bit, but it's not like, you know, I can jump into, to like, this episode. I could jump in right in the middle and watch the middle piece of it, and it's its own story. You know, I can go to the end, go to the beginning. I won't get the full picture, but I get that little bit of a story, which is, you know, just kind of piques my interest. You know, I love... You know, I'm a sucker for like the old campfire stories. You know, like when you go to Boy Scout camp or yes. something like that. You sit around and you get to hear 10 different stories, you know, a beginning, middle, and end, and each one is kind of its own self-contained thing. And I just really, really Im- enjoy that. And I think this episode did a really good job with that. It didn't, it didn't necessarily cross over all the episodes as much. It was, it was definitely kind of, again, like a Black Mirror self-contained into one. But it's almost like three mini Black Mirror episodes wrapped into one thing.
0: Right. It's like we got maybe not just the three, but the four. We got like four stories uh, in one. Yeah. Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah, you're right. So not not a whole lot to tag to that. Just really that, you know, I love that they they set up this style of format. And we got to see a lot of cool things with this season. You know, we had a Mm -hmm. post-apocalyptic style episode. You know, we had a, a romantic comedy kind of episode. Yeah, and uh, you know, and with this, we kind of have you know this 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 one really actually felt more to me like you know the old like Amazing Stories TV show, or, or more like a Twilight Zone type thing. Like it really had that more feel of those old style TV shows or movies where you know they, they take these individual stories and shove them into one story, like the the Twilight Zone the movie. You know, that kind of this episode yes. kind of had that feel
0: yes I love Twilight Zone the movie so yeah. okay so you've seen that one I've picked on you a lot over our podcasting um, uh, time together whenever we were doing Stranger Things and I was giving you a hard time about some of the movies you hadn't watched so you have seen Twilight Zone the movie
1: yep I've seen that one.
0: Oh, good I'm so like, glad
1: <laughs> is it like Amazing Stories the movie it's kind of like Twilight Zone light kind of thing yeah I remember seeing that one too
0: okay good because I didn't want to have to hassle you over that
1: one too <laughs> I mean, if it was on USA, the TV channel, in like the mid to late 90s, I probably saw it. Right.
0: (laughs) How well I remember, yeah. I remember watching Twilight Zone, the movie on HBO. John Lithgow was so great. There's something on the plane. Oh my God. Do you know how long I had a fear of flying because of that? I was little whenever I watched it, or young. I won't say real little, but I remember being young the first time I watched it, and I thought, I am never getting on a damn airplane. (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be something there when I look out the window. (laughs) The scene
1: that stuck with me was when uh, John Lithgow gets into the ambulance, and the Mm -hmm. character, I think it was the dude from... um, Blues Brothers, wasn't it?
2: Was it Dan, Dan Aykroyd? Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd, yeah, yeah.
1: Of course. And he's like asking, he's like, you want to see something scary? I'm like, no. Even as a kid, I'm like, no, don't. He's going to do don't something really no. scary. And Jonathan goes like, no. I've had a good enough time. Like, I don't need to see anything else. <laughs> like, good choice. Good choice. Yep.
0: Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Twilight Zone, but that movie's like almost as old as i am so if you if you haven't seen it yet well i'm sorry there's a i think a a cap on the spoilers but um i agree with you because i'm i'm like you i'm a huge fan of like the twilight zone the movie where you get all of these little stories into one also like creep show did you ever see creep show
1: i don't think i've seen creep show i may have (sighs) seen bits and pieces of it not knowing it's creep show
0: well this is homework. Now that I know that you have um, a time to yourself next week with your wife out of town, that this is your homework. I'm giving you the list of all the movies that <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and the listeners have compiled for you um, that you that you need to watch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, not really kidding, but I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm a big fan of those types of show, like Tales from the Crypt, Creek oh, Show, yeah. yeah, and and Twilight Zone the the movie. Is
1: kind of that same kind of feel. That's, that's more like early, late nineties, but
0: yeah, I think I was a little bit, um, I'm not going to go into the age thing, but you know, (laughs) I think that's, I, I, I know what you're talking about and I know what it is, but I've never watched it. But I really love the story within a stories in the short little stories. I like how they can give you if, cause it felt like a good full story, uh, you know, in black mirror, um, all these little stories that you got. So I'm totally with you on the format. And I, I was just like, just going, Ooh, Ooh, getting so excited. You know, when I realized that that's what was going to happen, you know, when he started to tell the first story and I got really excited. Cause I'm a big fan of that kind of thing too, especially yeah. when it's done really well, like they do in black mirror. I think they do great storytelling I think I won't sit here and say Everything is perfect with all the writing And that I've been happy with every story that they've put out But I like how this one was put together And I think it had really great um, Storytelling um, with all the Stories that, that were told And not and just the episode in and of itself too, the outside story and then the inward stories As well so I'm with you I, I loved that as well I'm a big fan And like when you um, read the Stephen King short stories I'm a big fan of those books Oh yeah yeah I mean, I, I love all of that. How you can get so much in so little time. So, well, I'm with you. We ya. talked
1: about the uh the doll um I can't remember what it was called now, but the 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 trilogy of terror you were talking about where the Oh, you, know, you got to bring that
2: up again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, Richard Matheson had a lot of those short stories and he's the guy that actually wrote a lot of the Twilight Zone stuff. And really? I'm really fan of his. So getting to read those short stories, yeah, it's just super super cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I'm with you. I was totally digging the format because I Mm, I'm trying to remember. We haven't gotten that before, right? You've been watching season one through three of Black Mirror. Have we had that yet?
1: Uh, I mean, there's a couple episodes I think that are like maybe two storylines converging, but never kind of like in this more of, you know, story A is contained in itself, story B, story C. Like usually it's like kind of like, you know, story A and subplot B that kind of merges. Okay.
0: In. Yeah, but not quite like where you get like defined real like stories like this, this kind, because it's, yeah, it's been exactly. a while since I've watched season one through three. So I'm just, just sitting here trying to rack my brain thinking of all of them and didn't think of that. We had anything else like this. So I really love how they're willing to kind of play with that format. Um, you know, they did the black and white episode, uh, you know, with, with metal and did something a little bit different. You know, they've had really great, strong female leads with the season, uh, which I, you know, I thought was really great. So um, I like how they're willing to to push boundaries and to to try new things and i really like that they did this hopefully they'll we'll see that again pop up somewhere so good number five sean what a way to kick it off
1: yep so what do you have for your number five
0: so my number five, I'm going to kind of break down in my top five, those stories that we love so much um, within this episode, my number five, and and this again, it's really in no particular order uh, because I'm just, I'm just mentioning some things in my top five. So the first one I'm going to mention is the first story that we get. I'm going to call it Dr. Masochist. Oh, Yes. <laughs> I just thought, I mean, I was just fascinated and not just with this one. all the stories had something about them that I was able to really like pick out and, and be completely fascinated with. I really liked the thought of being able to diagnose someone without having to communicate With that patient, like if someone's unconscious, if someone's unable to communicate, if they're in a coma or or something of that nature, and they're able to like figure it out, or maybe even if they're not able to really communicate the pain, sometimes, I mean, I don't know, they ask you a bunch of questions, like when you go to the doctor and you're in some sort of pain and they ask you all these questions and don't you feel sometimes you're still not really able to articulate exactly how that feels, you know? Yeah,
1: whenever I go to the doctor, like on a scale of one to 10, what's the pain? And you're like, oh, geez, I don't know. Like it hurts, but should it hurt more? Like I always feel like somehow I'm like making it up in my mind that I'm not feeling okay.
0: Right. So yeah, I think, I think we all kind of struggle, you know, we can just say, well, it just hurts and yeah, it hurts a lot. And they give you the one through one through 10 or something. So I was just really fascinated with the thought of being able to, you know, put this device on someone's head. I think that the intentions were kind of good. I think the doctor had good intentions, um, but then, you know, you see how it escalates, Yeah, you know, good when
1: intentions it, with his wife or her girlfriend, this. like that's the, that's what I want to use it for <laughs> a rock star. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I can see,
1: <laughs> I can I, uh, see the
0: benefit of both. I mean, she's getting something out of it because he can really feel what she likes and what she responds to you know, when, when they're being intimate, um, but he can also feel what she's feeling. So they're both getting like this mutual double satisfaction, you know, of, of being able to, um, you know, feel each other in a more deep and intimate way than you normally do when you're being intimate with someone. So yeah, that was, um, Dad was definitely taking it to a whole new level. I'm not sure that was f d a approved what they, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what they were the, doing. the part I love the most is like as like they're finishing up that scene, it's a cut scene, and the the doctor's on top, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, like i cannot get i can't get enough of your and then they cut to the scene in the museum, and the the lead actress says uh, so his so up says so like he's like, Oh, I can't get enough of your and then she says, "But
2: <laughs> so it was perfectly timed, yeah. so it was like
1: I, I can't get enough of your butts i'm like oh okay nice little play on words
0: i did like that that was really funny uh when they yeah like you said the cut scene that they did with that that was really good um it, it was good with the the dark and twisty stories that we had there was those little like funny kind of little you know, blips in there, um, kind of intermingled within. So he still had a little bit of twist of humor, dark humor, maybe, but uh, I yeah. love dark humor. Um, so it, it suited me just fine. Um, so I just thought, yeah, the whole, the whole journey that, Happened for this doctor, you know where he it then finally escalated to a point when he had that one last encounter with that one patient who died, and then all of a sudden it was you know his need for pain he he kind of like turned into a masochist but it 's like I wonder if that was within within him already to like maybe this brought it out in him i wonder I wonder how much of it was this device and what happened to him versus how much already lived inside mm. of him, and maybe he didn 't know it or it was suppressed or something.
1: Well, it's kind of uh, interesting because we talked a little bit like other episodes kind of shows like you think of USS Callister or mm-hmm. like you think is the guy who's the the programmer. Was he already kind of sadistic and this kind of allowed him that
0: mm-hmm. that
1: doorway to be even more so like, yeah, I could definitely see that.
0: Yeah. So that that kind of made me wonder just a little bit like, well, how much of it was this device? I mean, I'm not saying what. Uh, you know, Rollo Haynes did was justified or okay. Because I think that, you know, he, you know, he definitely had his own uh, selfish reasons for doing these things that he was doing and getting people to do and manipulating the situation and turning people on. to, you know, what the things that he wanted to do so he can expand on his experiments and things like that. Um, But I, I just wondered, I thought, well, how much, you know, responsibility does this guy need to take for his own actions? Um, And 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 the parts where he got to where he was like self inflicting pain. Oh my gosh! Holy crap! Was that? I mean, that was just that was intense for me. That That scene,
1: next level, like creepy.
0: Yeah, I mean to see like the the blood and like pieces of flesh on the floor, and then you see him and he's yanking out. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you something, and this this anything when you watch any movies and people's teeth are falling out whether or not they're yanked out pulled out whether they do it someone else does it if teeth are falling out of someone's head i'm eked out
2: yeah
0: um it just does not do it for me i mean i i have nightmares about that kind of thing um but i thought that was kind of interesting um and and it really it 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 took me to a whole new level uh like eked me out um and then when it came to the point when when Rolo Haynes is, is telling the story and he was like, well, you know, that wasn't even good enough for him, you know, when he was self inflicting pain because what was missing fear. Um, and that fear made it stronger, like those sensations stronger. And it made me think of like Freddy Krueger. And this is like super cheesy to relate this to an um, in, in 80s um, movie of Nightmare on Elm Street. But, you know, it was like the same thing with Freddy Krueger. You know, he fed on people's fear. And it was, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting that that, That fear had something to do with that. It wasn't just the feeling of the pain, but it was that rush of fear. Mm -hmm. Um, Because fear, and I know I'm going to get this wrong, and I didn't put this in my notes because it just popped into my head, um, that fear is close to another uh, feeling or something where you get that rush. Maybe it's that rush of like adrenaline, that fight or flight maybe. I'm not sure, but... Um, it seems like it would be like an adrenaline junkie kind of thing. And that seemed to be kind of what was happening here, except for, um, not in such a very positive way. So I don't know that, that was my number five is this Dr. Masochist, um, story was that first one. It really, um, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great little story. I found it really intriguing.
1: Well, I'm going to tag on to probably one of my favorite of the three stories. And I basically titled my number four, monkey needs a hug. <laughs> now this little story had so many like this was a roller coaster of emotions type of a uh, like a yes, little segment.
0: It was
1: because oh man, like I think about like what would happen in a situation where like if if I was gone, like of course I'd want to be still be around. Like if I'm in a coma and they tell my wife, it's like, hey, we can put Sean in your head. You know, even the reverse of it. It's like at at like high levels, like that seems like a great idea. Now, as a sure. guy, like my first thought when it's like. It's like, oh, well, we're going to put her in your head and she'll be there with you. I'm like, how's that dude going to take care of business? Mm-hmm. And we quickly uh-huh. find out that it it starts out great. Like she's able to hug uh, her kid. You know, he's able to be with her. But we're humans, right? Like we like to have some alone time just to, you know, chill out. And he basically states it like right away. He's like, I have no alone time. And, you know, he does the mistake. You know, he checks out a, a woman and <laughs> instantly his girlfriend. I think it's just his girlfriend. Um, is like, oh, I see, we're just gonna, you know, openly check out. He's like, listen, I haven't done such and such in like a month. I've like, I am just super, super on edge. And the oh man, it's like again, top level seems like a great idea. Yeah. you go through that, it's like, okay, I feel for both these guys, right? You know, I feel for her because she has no control over everything, she's just kinda long for the ride. But he doesn't have any of that alone time or doesn't even have his own thoughts at this point. But when she goes on pause for the first time and brings him back, like, you know, as a parent, like the emotions from that is like, oh, my gosh. Like, you see it when she's like, how long have I been away from my kid? He's Mm -hmm. like, it's been eight weeks. And like, she doesn't care about anything else. Like, I just want to see my kid. And he looks a little bit older. And it's, you know, it's almost like uh, I don't know if you ever watched the movie Click with uh, um, Adam Sandler.
0: I have not, I know what it's about, but I haven't seen it.
1: It's like the, the, I watched that movie and I guarantee, like, I'm not a big Adam Sandler fan, but I watched that movie. And I'm going to cry. I'm like, I just want to see my dad and watch this movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I mean, that's the kind of emotions you got with this. Cause you know, like in that, like he's going to work and stuff like that. And that's essentially kind of what this is. Like she goes away for eight weeks. I mean, how much time do we stay or away from our kids? And when you get back, it's like, holy cow, when'd you grow up so quick?
0: right those little changes yeah yeah
1: exactly um and it ends up in you know they end up figuring out okay we're gonna put you inside of this doll essentially this monkey and it's you know you have to ask the question like was it selfish for for jack to do that to his girlfriend i mean he had a new girlfriend at this point because essentially she's you know we ask this question all the time with different episodes of black mirror was she actually living was she you know an actual person you know, she had cognizance; like she was, you know, essentially real to the extent that, you know, she was, had her own self-awareness, but at what, was it really her?
0: Right. Oh, I know. And that was, I'm just going to, you know, add to, to what you're saying because my number four is also the same um story. Okay. And I, I just entitled my number four, Carrie bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you hear at the end when Rolo is, you know, when he's telling the story and he's talking about, you know, well, you know, it's it's illegal now that, you know, you can't transfer consciousness to anything that can't communicate or at least um, express at least five emotions or more. And she was only yeah. able to expre- express basically like two, happy or sad, basically, it seemed like when you break it down in simple terms, that's all she could do is either, you know, mommy loves you or mommy needs a hug. She's either happy or sad. Um, so she's stuck in, in this thing and they can't delete her because that's like cruel uh, because they consider her to be, uh, I guess, like alive. Um, but it raises so many ethical questions. If they can't delete her and they have to, they can't, transfer to something that expresses more than or less than five emotions why don't they just transfer her consciousness to something else
1: i was thinking that too and i wonder if like they just can't do that right like that technology's there because to me that's cruel and unusual punishment like she's basically sitting in a glass case all day and night that's all she gets yeah
0: and now with like the, the the museum isn't there's like no visitors at this point. Yeah. So there's not even anyone there for her to even really look at. She's staring at the same four walls inside this glass case with no one to talk to. And it was so sad and when he takes then, it out.
1: Oh yeah. And even then, like she can't if you're like, Oh, hey, how you doing? Like it's monkey needs a hug. It's like, Oh, okay, you're still sad, I'm gonna put you back in the glass case. Like you can't emote like how you actually feel a converse.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That was so sad whenever he's, you know, and she's like, well, you, you said that this was, you know, a crime museum. What's the crime in this? And, um, You know, and he tells her and they're looking at this monkey and all of a sudden you just hear monkey needs a hug. And it's like, oh my God, you know, she is still in there and, and she's been in there all this time. We don't know how much time has passed. We don't know how long she's been sitting there, but it's like, why can't she then just be transferred somewhere else into something else, into some other type of device where she is able to communicate? And what happened you know with with the the son and the that her her boyfriend i don't think that they were married um but i'm just going to call him her boyfriend you know what happened how did she end up there really yeah. i mean did well, they just toss her aside
1: i mean i was i was <laughs> nervous that like so like you see the kid running with it cuz there was a lot of weird stuff with that that one because I was worried that the kid was going to be end up growing up to be kind of crazy
2: mm-hmm. or
1: like just not like right because like you're seeing your dad argue with himself. Like I, I, I didn't know. know if that would cause like, you know, basically like schizophrenic type tendencies with him because he sees his dad doing this. And I don't know if he understands his dad's talking to his mom.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, is
1: that how like growing up with that influence and be like, oh, this is what you do. Um, but then even in that aspect, like I thought like we're going to see him grow up with this monkey. And, like, like I had stuffed animals and stuff, and they, you know, as I'm growing up, they end up sitting on a shelf somewhere. Right. And you know, I was expecting, like, awkward, like, teenage sons, you know, growing up and, like, bringing girlfriends home. Like, his mom had to sit here and see all these things happening. You know, again, kind of the same thing with her, with Jack, like... You know, you're in your own room. You think you're all by yourself, but there you are with this monkey watching you.
0: <laughs> oh, how awful would that oh be god, if this yeah. boy's a, a pu- like puberty age, yeah, thinking exactly, that? Yeah. Oh my god! And that thing's sitting up on a shelf watching you—it's <laughs>
1: just like, well, monkey needs a hug. Monkey needs a
0: hug. Turn me <laughs> off! Somebody turn this uh, thing off so I don't have I mean, to. Oh my god! How uh, awful would that be?
1: crocodile and stuff like that like as a parent flipping like through your kid's phone or you know like in crocodiles or not crocodile uh um archangel, An archangel. flipping on the ipad and being like i oh, wonder what are my kid's doing oh god i oh my god, bleach no. my eyes
0: did not want to see that oh but my I, gosh uh,
1: i felt like that was a good roller coaster because you're like you feel like you feel bad for jack And you're kind of against Carrie, but then you feel bad for Carrie and you're kind of against Jack. And I don't know where you really end up because, I mean, like as Jack, like should you feel bad that Carrie is stuck in a museum? If you're Carrie's kid, shouldn't you kind of feel bad that your mom's stuck in a museum or do you even know? Um,
0: Right. I'm interested to know how that happened, how she got from there slung off to the side. Pretty much forgotten, because, yeah, like you said, as a kid, you have stuffed animals and you probably play with them, interact with them, um, then, as you grow older, like you said, you don 't really interact with them, you might keep a few for sentimental value that you keep up on a shelf or keep up in your closet or something like that, but you 're not interacting with them anymore or really paying any attention to them anymore so so, what happened after he 's getting too old to really pay much attention or lose his interest? Did he know that that was his mom i don 't know, know that they really said that that was his mom.
1: I mean like visit him in like 20 years when it's like, hey, you know, Jack's on his deathbed. He's like, hey, you know that monkey? He's like, yeah, whatever happened to that. He's like, well, I just want to let you know, you know, all that stuff you hear about consciousness getting put into like dolls and things like that? Like, that was your mom. Like, how awful would you feel? Like, I feel bad if I there's like a toy that I'm like, I wonder where that is. Mom's like, Oh yeah, I threw that away.
0: Like, <gasps> yes. What if it's like,
1: oh well, yeah, that was your grandma, but we just threw her away because, you know, it was just a toy. Like, how awful would you feel?
0: Yeah. Well, I think of it like Toy Story because now I think that like all my toys are like Toy Story, like they all had feelings and (laughs) they all (laughs) were like alive. And I left the room like, oh, my God, did that really happen? Did my toys
1: have feelings? (laughs) It's like, why Um, don't you guys do some laundry and make my bed be useful?
0: Yeah, no kidding. I'm thinking, oh, my Barbies must have hated me because all my Barbies (laughs) had to play in the mud. Um, I was a a tomboy with my, my, um, my Barbies had to play in the mud and they went mud and they had a Bronco. They did not have a Barbie Corvette. And they had to play in the mud. Uh, So they probably didn't like that very much. Um, So they were probably cursing me out when I left the room. Um, But yeah, that... Oh, I mean, and you couldn't help but feel bad for both of them, both Carrie and Jack. I mean, Jack's trying to do the right thing and he was, you know, trying to keep her in his in their son's life. And I think, like you said on paper, this whole idea sounds really good. Like, yeah, I, I love her. I miss her. If she can still be a part of my life and we can communicate and she's still going to be able to see her son and in some capacity communicate with him and, and like when uh, Jack hugs Parker, uh, she's going to be able to feel it. So, you know, I think all in the beginning, that was really great. And then you could see how quickly it started to deteriorate, you know, after couples have been together for a while, you know, how you've been and you've been married for a little while, you've got some time under your belt. You know how it can be when you start picking on each other's nerves a little bit because you've maybe spent too much time together and you start bickering just a little bit like when she's like, you know, like when he's peeing. And she's like, ugh, I hate this. Yeah. And she's like, what? You're not even going to wash your hands? You know, just that nitpicking that starts, um, you well, know, in relationships. As a guy,
1: like, as a guy you already feel kind of like bad about your boners. And then she's like, <laughs> oh, I can feel your boner. It's like, oh, gee, sorry. Like, sometimes it has a mind of its own. I'm sorry. I feel like such an animal.
0: I know how, how awful would that be because he even tells her, he's like, you know, he can't have sex with anyone else because oh gosh, at this yeah. point they're still kind of in – you know, before it starts to turn really sour and before he starts turning her off, um, you know, or pausing her, I guess they call it, um, you know, they're kind of like in this committed relationship. So it's not like he can just go and take care of business with mm. anyone else. He can't even, like you said, take care of business on his own. Yeah. You know, I mean, how do you, how would you even do that? How could well, you it, even do that with someone's in your head?
1: Yeah. When she says like, well, I'm not stopping you. And I think the reverse of it, like if it's the guy in the girl head, like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Like, I don't mind this. But as a guy, it's like, this is like, you know, I know you're not enjoying watching this at the moment because it's not really sexy at all. It's more of just a sad, embarrassing act. Now that I'm finished, I feel shame and you're here in my head. Oh, my God.
0: I'm getting so much insight into the, <laughs> into the male mind habits. Of the Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, there's a reason, like, if you search movies, there's no, like, good ones of, like, oh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean for you to walk in here, and it's the guy, you know, it's always the girl. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. Yes, you're right. I guess they, I I guess they're, they're, you see more women um, on screen doing that type of thing than what you do men. Um, I just, I guess I've never thought of it (laughs) that way. But anyway, I felt really bad for both of them in that situation where you feel really bad for Carrie and her situation, wanting to just be with her son, wanting to be a part of their lives, starts to really turn sour. You feel really bad for Jack. He just, he wants, even after, you know, he's gotten with this other girl, he's got himself a new girlfriend, you know, this Emily, she's great looking and they're having a great time and... You know she's she seems to be somewhat accepting until it starts to really kind of turn sour. But at first she seems kind of accepting of Carrie being in this guy's head because she's like, "Hey, chill out," you know. Um, and then of course it starts getting worse and worse because Carrie has a hard time accepting the whole situation. Um, so I mean it it just got really sour really fast. I felt bad for both of them. I thought that there was no easy answers on this one. But although I couldn't help but laugh later on, there was that one part uh, where after they had transferred Carrie into the monkey and they're introducing the monkey to Parker and the mom starts to go a little psycho inside the monkey. She's hitting both buttons and going kind of, you know, she's freaking out at what's happened to her. And Emily takes the monkey. She's like, you know, Oh, you know, the monkey just needs to get good with what's happening, you know, and takes her out into the hall and like slams the monkey (laughs) against the wall. And she just pretty much told her how shit was going to go down. Um, i I just i couldn 't help but kind of laugh a little bit at that because it just seemed kind of ridiculous in the yeah, moment where you 're looking like, at her yeah. slamming the stuffed animal. I mean you realize she 's talking to someone, but it, just looking at the image of it if you didn't know what was happening, just the image of her talking trash to this monkey, like you're going to get your shit straight and you're going to make this right and you're going to get good with it or else, you know, it was just kind of like a hilarious moment in of itself. So I just had to mention that because that was <clears throat> definitely in my list and it kind of, you know, I was watching it and thinking, you know, kind of how ridiculous, <laughs> and, you know, in the moment it kind of was <laughs> kind of funny.
1: It was like the argument. She's like, just monkey needs a hug for no. Exactly.
0: <laughs> it was really great. So I, I, I loved... Loved that one. Um, So many struggles with the morals and the ethics. And uh, I'm just curious how she ended up there. So that was a good, that was a really good number four. Do you have anything else you want to say about that one? I kind of jumped in with you because that's also my number four.
1: Kind of touches on the ones I had for my number four with it.
0: Awesome. Well, what do you have for your number three?
1: All right. So for my number three, I'm sure there's a bunch of them I missed, and this might be kind of quick because I think we might have more in the news on this that pinpoints a lot of them. But it was just the the black museum Easter eggs of Black Mirror.
0: Yeah, go with you it. Know,
1: we had uh, we had the tablet thing from uh, Archangel. Mm-hmm. We had the bathtub from Crocodile. Yes. Um, there's a couple of items from previous seasons, which was pretty cool. Um, and I, I just thought like. I love that, like, when shows kind of do those little hints at other things. Like, I was a big Buffy and Angel fan. Mm-hmm. And when they split series, whenever they had like crossover a little tidbits that was like, you know, Angel would call Buffy, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, they're in the same universe. <laughs> and giving all the feels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what you kind of got here. It's like, you know, you're kind of looking around for it, like, oh, I know what that is. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. And it didn't add or subtract from the episode much. It was just kind of a nice little like, a uh, little ad. I'm not really an add-on, but just a nice little like. Oh yeah, that thing. And I, I'm a sucker for you know whenever like movies come out and you see the YouTube of like, oh here's all the Easter eggs from such and such. I'm like, oh click, gonna watch that and see what I missed. And they're never that good. It's usually mm-hmm. like one or two things. It's like, uh, it's kind of a stretch. But um, with this one, there's a, a few that I caught on my own, which made it pretty pretty worthwhile.
0: I agree. Uh, Yeah, I think we do have uh, some of that mentioned in the news and we'll definitely tackle that when we get to it, but I'm, I'm with you. I think it can be hit or miss in lots of different series. Uh, you know, if it works or if it doesn't, sometimes it's cheesy. Sometimes it works. I liked it. I know that a lot of people, as I was reading throughout the internet and stuff, because this was something that I kept seeing throughout digging up news and things like that. that kept kind of popping up over and over again was all the Easter eggs and not just in black museum, but there were Easter eggs. I feel sprinkled all throughout season four. They weren't as heavily, heavily, um, you know, placed in the individual episodes as this one. Cause I think this one was very heavy, but you would see them throughout like some of the songs. Um, I think in, uh, what was it? Crocodile. The one song that they played real heavily in crocodile oh, yeah, yeah. has been played throughout, other um seasons and episodes of black mirror um things like that i think that they have had little easter eggs sprinkled throughout but this one was obviously very heavy and i liked it i i thought it worked but i know that there were some really mixed feelings about it throughout the you know the internet world and what people thought but i liked it i think it was fun because i like the show i guess i don't know
1: yeah i'm in the same boat there was like it was just kind of nice It was sprinkled in Nothing like over the top or nothing. I think that would add or subtract from any of the other episodes. But mm-hmm. um, again, I'm just a sucker for Easter eggs, anyway.
0: Yep. I'm. Yeah. Whenever it's it's a show that I like, then I I dig it. If it's and if it's done well, because I feel because you can watch if you had if if you come in watching, having never seen any other episode of Black Mirror, and you just Say, I'm just going to pick one and like throwing something at a dartboard and you start with black museum, you're not getting spoiled by anything that you see, you know, it's not like it's, oh my gosh, they've just totally ruined the whole series for me because, you know, now all these things are in here. You don't know unless you've seen, you know, most of the episodes that are associated with what you see, um, uh, in this one. So I think it was done really well. I think some things you had to really pay attention to other things were kind of right in your face or that you saw right away. Um, so I thought, thought they did a great job. I liked it.
1: Yeah. So my number three is just kind of the uh, the museum Easter eggs. Sweet.
0: Well, my number three, keeping in the theme of my top five so far, um, I'm sure I will uh, go off the rails a little bit with that. But so far, uh, I'm going to go with the last story that we were told in this one, um, and that's Clayton. Um this one, you know, I, I so far the other two stories that we had gotten, you know, as, as we're going through, you see the first one with the doctor, the second one with the mom and the bear, uh, and they're disturbing. I mean, they're – me anyway, I was kind of shaken by a couple of them going like, oh my gosh, these are really dark and I just don't know how I'm feeling right now. And then we get this one and it was like, man – I just keep getting like more and more depressed. It was just awful. It's like it kept getting more awful. And it, just when you thought it couldn't get worse, it got worse. Um, yeah. so this this guy, and this goes along with like kind of the same question that we were talking about with Carrie and her, if you want to call it consciousness, you know, that's in the bear and it being unethical that they can't delete her. Well, you kind of have the same thing with Clayton, except he just happens to be a hologram. I mean, that was him. Um, you know, and he, it, and it was very clearly him because if that was a real person, uh, you can only imagine that that's really what would happen to someone who's being kept behind, uh, this prison and being electrocuted all the time. I mean, your brain is getting fried. I mean, it's essentially like when they do overuse of like electroshock therapy back in the day mm. and basically turned people into zombies, just drooling all over themselves. I mean, you could see him, he's just, you know, a ghost, a shell of himself of his former self. He's not even like a person. He's just breathing. His brain is functioning enough to like keep his body functions. You know, as he's breathing, his heart is beating, his brain can function in that capacity, but he's like, he has no thoughts. He's not there. He's a shell. And it's so damn tragic and, and awful. And then you really, I start, I think that's when you really, if you hadn't seen it already in the first two stories, you really start to see how sinister this Rolo Haynes really is you know, that to me was like, okay, I thought you were pretty damn sketchy with the other two stories in the parts that you played, but now, now I see where you're at, you know, I really kind of got him. And, um, it just made me wonder, you know, people are showing up to this black museum and he's not there just for you to watch this guy behind bars. People are themselves pulling that trigger to electrocute yeah. him. And it's like, how the hell are we any better than the people that we lock up?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's the whole question of like in this world and you know, if it, you know, cause I'm sure like, I'm sure half the people like, oh, this is an actual, like I'm actually doing justice or, you know, this, I'm getting pleasure from this. And there's some people who are like, oh, I'm playing Grand Theft Auto right now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? And it's, it's just a question of like, what does, like, what constitutes like actual consciousness? And you know you could like you could see from here like I feel like that is like I think I would be like I love playing video games but like mm-hmm. to me that would be a little too close to home and too like not comfortable at all to do.
0: Right. And and also how much which I think later people probably did start to realize like when attendance was down and he was like having to bring people in like the 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 freaky people that kind of really dug and got off on inflicting pain on him and stuff um, or the rich people that would that would pay to come in and do something like that, you know, did they know that this was a, a true consciousness and what they were truly doing or did they just think that this was just, like you said, like a video game? You know, yeah. um,
1: so... I- I feel like the dude that probably paid the extra money. He seemed like the kind of guy that probably felt like this was a real thing. Like he was actually le- like really right. inflicting pain, kind of like a hostile kind of thing. It's like I'm going oh, yeah. into this place to do harm to somebody, but it's not. I mean, this isn't a real person. I mean, this is somebody they picked up off the street. It's a homeless person, mm-hmm. so it's not actually you know it, this. The, I get a pass for this. And I think that last dude that did the real damage to him was probably kind of in that mindset.
0: Right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he probably knew. I wonder, though, if other people, if they are just kind of disconnected like you get when you are playing something like Grand Theft Auto or, uh, you know, these other games, you know, where you're killing people or shooting people or being extremely violent um, and inflicting, kind of, you know, pain on others, if if they were able, if they knew, if they didn't know, did they care? Obviously, they didn't care because they kept doing it. Um, and then to get a little, you know, little, like, keychain I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't have very much sympathy for people who deserve to be in prison and people who are serial killers and child molesters. And, you know, I think they deserve to be where they are. I understand that they're people. I'm not saying this should be done to them or anything, but, um, You know, at the end of the day, they're human beings and doing this type of thing. And this guy, clearly, I don't think had really done it. I think that it, you know, we kind of got the story that he had been vindicated. There was some DNA that came through and he really wasn't responsible for what they said that he was responsible for. It was just a timing thing that he got put to the chair before it could be proven and such. Um, So that makes it even more horrible and horrifying that that this happened to him, especially since he he didn't deserve it but um i'm all about uh you know punishing those that deserve it i don't know that this was considered a good punishment but um those that need to be where they belong i'm glad that they're there that's for sure but i just thought this really just you know kind of brought up some interesting questions you know because we got introduced to nish I really found her her character kind of interesting. I thought she was so beautiful. Yeah. Like she, to me, I saw her come on screen and she gets out of that car. I mean, we saw her in the car, but when she got out of the car and like you really got a good look at her when the sun hit her face, you know, when she was uh, charging her car. Um, I, just, I was just, I thought she is beautiful and she is stunning to look at, first of all. Um, and I, I found her uh, very interesting from the get go, um, but it's like was she was her quest for vengeance justified? You know what she did. I mean, it's um, like
1: you know that's <laughs> on my on my first watch through. I'd probably say yes, um, mm-hmm. but on my second one, I mean, Rolo did take advantage of her dad, mm-hmm. um, but her dad did sign up for it. Right now, my question is if he was actually sending money to the family. Um, It's, you know, that's one of those tough, tough moral questions. Like, you know, again, I don't think what he was doing is right. And he probably didn't explain like, hey, I'm going to put you in this basically carnival and electrocute your hologram every day. Like he may not have agreed to that.
0: Yeah, I don't think he knew what he was. I don't think he read the fine print.
1: (laughs) I mean, the like we talk about like what's real right now. I mean, like you talk about like there's this new like phenomenon for and the only reason I'm thinking of this now is because of, um, Originally, Rolo said, "Like, hey, I wanted to you do this for celebrities to basically make like this celebrity thing." Right. And instantly, my mind goes to like, in this world, is like, well, why would they make you know hologram of celebrities? Probably for very inappropriate things. Like that's yeah. probably It start out like like kind of you know PG, but once that money money starts to drain, it's like, hey, you want to see uh, uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch do a little strip tease? Hey, <laughs> guess what? We're doing that now. <laughs> And you know, right now the, the, it looks. Feel like, it, like, feel it. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I think I think Pornhub finally shut it down. But there was this thing called, where they were putting like celebrities' faces on porn stars. Like there was ah. some kind of algorithm or you or AI thing they they built to basically make it look like, hey, here's Kylo Ren, like actually Kylo Ren, and that's so creepy. Like that seems to cross the line. And I think there's
0: you, an app for that now. There's something going around now that's. Floating around doing that kind of thing, putting Man. celebrities' faces on, um, porn things. That uh, I mean, I'd read be about. flattered
1: if somebody wanted to put my face on somebody, <laughs> but I know that's not the case. And typically, it's not guys; it's usually you know women that they they take advantage of this way to put them in this this thing. But right, it just seems like that's kind of like Rolo stage, stages. Like it would have been like PG. Like oh, come see the creepy you know guy who's guilty, and then attendance starts to go down. It's like oh, well, let's shock the shit out of him now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, in a way, you were almost rooting for her when it happened. When she's, you know, when you realize what's happening, and she shut down the air conditioner, she somehow poisoned him with whatever she's put in the water. As you're seeing all of this come about and what she's doing, she's hacking into his system, transferring his his consciousness into her father, uh, making him pay the same that her father has had to pay and essentially just take wiping him out um so it seems like she's kind of getting some justice not just for her her family and her father but for the rest of the people that he's done wrong because you do see her take with the, take off with the carry bear yeah uh, you know that she's like well, you know you're gonna go with me you're not gonna have to be alone and sitting in a case you know uh because she essentially burned it down um you know i'm not gonna leave you in there to die you're coming with me we see the twist where um you know, her, her mother's in her head, uh, that her mother's consciousness. So it makes me question her sanity because that was questioned during that particular story with the, the Carrie bear with Carrie being in Jack's head and how that can really start to like mess you up mentally yeah. to have someone like that living in your head all the time in those kind of circumstances and what that does to you. So that in of itself was already questioned in that story, a person's sanity for that to you know for someone to live like that day in and day out and then we find out that her mother has is living in her head uh so you know at first you're kind of like oh yeah she totally deserves to get this act of vengeance and stuff not just for herself and her family but she's getting you know she's kind of going uh you know doing it for the rest of the people that he's done wrong uh and the representatives of this museum but then you're like oh hell she's no better than Rolo.
1: oh man that would be a total like black mirror twist is like you find out like the reason that she's there is because the money stopped, because it's not doing well anymore. So it's like, okay, well, you're we're not going to let you do this to our dad anymore because there's no money coming in.
0: Oh, like that yeah,
1: really messed up.
0: Maybe because
1: I mean, Black Mirror's good about that. Where like you feel bad for one person, you feel like good for the other person, and then in an instant they twist it on you. You're like, oh, I feel bad for everybody now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that was my number three was just the story of Clayton and how all of that went down and and the story of Nish, how it all kind of come together that she wasn't quite who she seemed. I, I On the second watch, I started to pick up on, you know, the little tells and the clues uh, when, you know, she's giving him the water and he's doing like, you know, as he's telling the story, so you can he- hear him kind of like choking or coughing yeah. a little bit. You can see that it's starting to take effect in the little glances that she would give him. Um, so I was, I I found that cool. It was totally, uh, people way smarter than me probably picked up on it on their first watch and totally got it and knew exactly what was going to happen. And, and kudos to you. Um, I didn't pick up on it obviously until I already knew what happened. And then I was kind of like, Oh, looky there. So, but that's my number three is Clayton.
1: Well, my number two kind of ties into that, but it kind of goes with the first part of uh, with the doctors. I really felt like there was a good bookend for this. So with the first uh, um, story with the doctor, you really had a guy who ended up like just falling in love with pain and things like that, like got pleasure from pain. Mm
2: -hmm. And then
1: on this other end of it, you see this guy making money from people enjoying pain. So it's kind of, you know, you see the doctor kind of get like overwhelmed with this, you know, the feeling of pain and the rush. And I don't know if maybe that's what triggered the doctor or not the doctor, Rolo to be like, hey, I could build something and make money off this. Mm-hmm. Or if it was just a coincidence because you had, you know, you had, you know, Sunday teacher mom walking in there and be like, oh, look, I, you know, this is a guy who killed somebody. I'm going to flip this switch. Ha <laughs> This is great and funny. Now I have a right. You know, there, even though it, some of the people got way too much pleasure out of it. But for the most part, even the, the, you know, the family just going on vacation, even if it's slight, they're still getting some kind of pleasure out of somebody else's pain, even though it's not a real person and maybe in some people's minds at that point.
0: We're all just sadists. Yeah, are we all?
1: <laughs> Well, I, I just thought it was kind of a good comparison. like you have somebody who was like that and was triggered off of uh, some technology, and you have these other people who probably in the same way, like they may never have done anything like this in their life, but now that there's this technology available to allow it, they're going through and doing all this stuff and getting some kind of enjoyment out of it
0: very interesting indeed yeah he was he yeah his whole motive behind putting all that together and then you know having so many people he was getting such joy out of the folks that visited get their jollies off of seeing what was happening. Think of how many times he've pro- he's probably told those stories and gotten a kick oh, out yeah, of it.
1: Yeah. You know, well, it's interesting to think about like, you know, it's like we would never be like that, but how many people have been to a zoo? You know, we're getting enjoyment out of somewhat of something's pains. Like you, know, uh-huh. you go to through those snake museums or the snake uh, exhibits, they're in a very small box that, you know, uh-huh. if they're out in the wild, wouldn't be that small. Right, you know, you go by the the you know apes and things like that, and like they they want to have more room than that. Now I know we'd like to think that they're better off in there, but
0: are they really? Yeah, you don't want to get me started on zoos
1: <laughs> because
0: <if> you, <laughs> zoos and circuses are definitely on my shit list. I get people yeah. enjoy them. You take circuses your kids. Circuses a
1: whole other level of like. You know, circuses and you think of like, um, uh, oh, what's the ocean one? Um, sea world. Sea world. You know, whenever you look at <laughs> – zoos at least you can be like, hey, this animal here in captivity, typically they live to be X number of age. In the wild, it's a lot less. Sea world, it's like, hey, you know this orca? It In captivity, it lives to be 20. In the wild, it lives to be 140. You're like – right.
0: Something's not like, right hmm, there. Something's not adding up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, you're exactly right. I yeah, I do not do I don't contribute to zoos and circuses. I in one one hand, because I do love animals, I like to be able to have the opportunity to see the animals. I just like to see them in environments that are better suited. There are good zoos. I'm not gonna poo poo all over every single zoo. I'm a big believer in like um, I was a big Steve Irwin fan in the day oh, yeah. and so was my kiddo and he was always really big in animal conservation, you know, trying to save animals that were endangered and protecting them and doing what he could to to raise awareness for animals that were on the endangered list and tried to also bring awareness to to animals that people really didn't love so much like snakes and crocodiles and alligators. Those are not always the fan favorites when people love animals. They love the cute cuddly things or something or something that's not maybe ought to kill you. Um, but he tried to bring awareness and his Australian zoo, I would fully support and do fully support because it, they, the way that they built it was very specific to animal habitats and they do have the room to to live like they would in the wild. And it also, so much of what they do goes to animal conservation. Um, so those kinds of things I support, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, it, it, it It's very much that museum was very much like, kind of like being at a zoo where it's like the animals are not. I don't know. I disagree with everything that you just said. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Cause I could go on for a really long time and I don't want to do that.
1: <clears throat> but yeah, my, my two is just kind of, it ties in a little bit to yours, but just that bookend of you're seeing two different groups of people getting this like pain from pleasure.
0: Yeah. I mean, we got a lot of sadist and masochist behavior going on here. Um, and and as I mentioned watching these people pull that switch it's like we are no better. I mean we like to say that well you know well he killed someone well what are you doing that's even any better you are yeah. you know it's you can sit here and try to fool yourself and think that you're not inflicting pain on a true person. If you feel like you can disassociate yourself and remove yourself, take yourself out of the situation that that's not a real person. And I get he wasn't like a real person. He wasn't like a flesh and blood kind of person, but where do you draw that line? I mean, we're all just kind of, and I'm sure people would disagree with me and I'm certainly not going to get too, too uh, spiritual here, but I mean, to me, we're all just kind of souls floating in these bodies here, you know, isn't that kind Mm. of what that was as well? in a way our consciousness awareness whatever so we're just no better we are, we are horrible humans are freaking horrible
1: <laughs> yeah what's the saying it's like well I think it's more like with a like a, a person's logical like people are not logical kind of thing so it's like a person can be good but people are just yeah they're just not good
0: right oh so agree it's just really just makes you aware of so many things um, do you have anything else to say about your number two
1: Nope, that'll probably tie up my number two.
0: Sweet. My number two, it's kind of short, but I'm I'm kind of just wanting to talk a little bit. And we've talked a bit about him already, so we don't have to get too deep or go too far into it. But it's just Rolo Haynes himself. I wanted to ask you a question. And just see, um, my question to you is Do you think he was disillusioned that he was really helping people with his experiments, like we saw in the first story, the second story? Do you think he knew what he was doing? Like, is he a complete true psychopath and had these ulterior, ulterior motives? Or do you think that he was just, no, I'm really helping people here, I'm doing a good thing? What I do you think? think?
1: It's- the comparison I can make, and, and I don't know anybody in this industry, so I could be completely off basis. But and I know a lot of people have their opinions on it. But it's almost like the pharmaceutical company.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's a company that is investing money to find cures for different things, right? Like they're and they're going to have things that you know they have trial runs of things that cause more harm than good, and they're and you could say like, well, they're doing it for the greater good. Well, to an extent, but they're also doing it to make money. You know, it's a it's a business, it's a for profit business. I think that's kind of what I compared him to. Like, yeah, his things helped people to an extent. I mean, like at least that's what they were trying. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it was trying to to make a, a dollar bill. It was trying to figure out, okay, if we have this thing, yeah, people will pay for their grandma to be in this bear. You know, people will pay to keep a loved one inside of them for their life. And these were the beta runs of it, the trial runs. They'd be like, okay, if we do these things, how successful will it be? Oh, well, you know, Jack's mad because he can't jack it in the bathroom. So we're <laughs> going to have to, okay, let's mark that into the no column. Um, so, I mean, it, you know, it's the question of no, nobody, like you said, people aren't that great. Like I know there's some people who are saints who are great people who do every single thing in their ability to help others. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who do that for a profit, and I feel like that's what Halo was. Or Rollo. Was it Rollo? Rolo, yeah. Rolo, yeah.
0: I think of I think of like the candy Rolo. Gotta love those mm, Rolos. Good. Um, who doesn't love a Rolo? And throw those things in some vanilla ice cream. Yo. Oh, that sounds delicious. It is delicious. Have some take some go go after after we record and go get some Rolos and some vanilla <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> You'll thank me later. Um well, I was curious because I don't know that I know that answer that it's like, I'm asking you that question. Cause I want you to help me figure it out because I don't think that I know it was like, was he just truly a psychopath and he knew exactly what he was doing and didn't care about hurting these people, you know, and what, it was doing to these people like you know this guy is inserting this thing in his head you know it it sounds good it seemed like the doctor had really great intentions like yeah I want to help my patients it it was a little bit selfish because he was losing a lot of patients and hey you know doctors who start losing a lot of their patients start getting questioned like whoa you're not very effective what's wrong with you Why why are all of your patients dying so he had some selfish motive in of it himself to take part in this experiment to have that thing insert into his head, um, to, to be able to do what he could do. Um, but still he certainly ended up paying for it in the end. That's for sure. Um, so I think, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. but I just thought, you know, does he know what he's doing? Does he care? Is it just an end to, you know, a means to an end, you know, is he getting all these, this, these grants to do these, um, experiments, the funding for these things, you know, that he's, you know, taking people and manipulating them and getting them to do what he wants to do in order to further himself in his career. You know, this med tech had to be pretty lucrative. You would think, um, you know, thing that, that, that he was doing. So I don't know that I know the answer to that. If all of you lovely listeners who are so great about, um, enlightening me when I'm wrong about something, <laughs> which I always welcome, or, or helping me along when I don't know something. If you guys want to give me your thoughts and your opinions, I'm going to read them, read them, read them, even though this is the last episode of Black Mirror. So I'd be interested to know what our um, what our listeners think as well because I'm I'm curious what everyone else thinks because I don't know that I know the answer to that question. So that's yeah. my number two.
1: I would probably be in the camp that I don't think he was a psychopath. I think he was just a guy who... Was a good salesman, was a good businessman, and was in a, a an area where he probably thought like these, this can help people, but it's gonna make money too. Uh uh-huh. Um, I mean you think like, are these things immoral? Like I'm sure that like you look at some of the people that, you know, were cutting up people back in the days to figure out how bodies worked and stuff like that, like that can be considered very like not moral. You know, that I mean there was these scientists who would dig up dead bodies to kind of be like, Hey, how does this body work? And that's something that like I'm not comfortable doing that. But how much was learned from it?
0: Right, that's true. Well, but,
1: you know, and that's you know we're at a level now like technology is probably that next basis where you have to be like, well, yeah, that's that's good, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm comfortable with it. Like the bad outweighs the good, I think. You know, it's kind of the smell test, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. We're I feel like we're kind of getting on that precipice a little bit we're, we're tilting in one way or another, you know, it could kind of go either way at this point. I feel like we have a lot that helps us, but I feel like so much of it can be used for the wrong thing. I mean, I think that lots of things that we have today are created to, to, to further uh, mankind, to further what we do and to, to, you know, make us better in some way. But Man, it's so easy to take what we have and turn it for bad and use oh, for it for, sure. for bad yeah. purposes. So, scary, scary time. So, anyway, what's your number one? I'm anxious uh, to hear
1: this one. My number one is a slight complaint. oh so whenever I... You saved that for I, number one? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, whenever I saw, like, this is Black Museum is the title of this, and you see the trailer and it's somebody in this museum of things... I was hoping that it would tie more into the season as a whole because with Black Uh. Mirror, we don't really have episodes like tying into each other that much. Like really the only thing that kind of made this a um, Black Mirror tied in episode or tying in the universe together was the Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it would have been really cool that like if somehow this episode like you had to watch this one last. You know what hmm. I mean? Like the it, the first five somehow tied into this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was just kind of its own standalone episode. It didn't really have much to do with any of the other storylines besides the Easter egg parts of it. Um, and even the three stories that were in this were all individual stories. Um, But, you know, just with the title and kind of that Black Mirror's never done that before, I was hoping in this one it would just somehow be kind of like the the icing on the cake for season six, you know, where you would come out and be like, hey, Watch the first five episodes first in whatever order you want, but save Black Mirror for, or save Black Museum for last. And that just wasn't really the case for this one. Still a good episode. Still like the vignettes and everything, but just kind of wish it had more to do with the, the whole the season as a whole.
0: Really, I find that interesting that you say that. Because um, I, I so you didn't want this one to be an anthology episode a standalone you did want it to tie in somehow
1: yeah Um, just just because of the the title of it and because uh of like the the gist that you got like this is like you know i when i first thought i was thinking like this was going to be some like fourth wall type or third yeah fourth wall kind of thing where like it's like you know hey we're you know the museum holders of these black mirror universes and you know somehow like you're seeing like the um brooker character like is embodied and this is like the god of this you know universe and you're seeing him manipulate all the other things but you know it was just kind of its own episode again not bad but i just thought it would be i was kind of hoping for something more grandiose and that might be kind of jumping the shark if they did something like that but right you know i would have liked to seen some kind of cool little twist i guess
0: I'm wondering if maybe that would be something that they do when they finally... And I hope it's no time soon because I am enjoying the hell out of the series. Um, Maybe that's when they finally do decide to wrap it up. That will be like the very series finale episode. That that will be the big send-off. Like it won't necessarily be a standalone episode type of episode it might be something that not only has easter eggs sprinkled in from the entire series but maybe also like it's probably a good idea if you've seen the entire series before you watch this finale episode mm. or something.
1: It's like a classroom setting and they're just going over the timeline of Black Mirror and all the events that caused <laughs>
0: everything. Have you seen I don't know if you've I know that I, I typically do the news and things like that for, for uh, the podcast but have you seen anything like that because that's out there somebody put together like what they think is a timeline of the whole black mirror universe it's not just season four but the whole universe
1: i saw a poster like a news article for i didn't look at it because yeah sometimes those are always kind of the same thing it's like this is the order of how everything happened and you're like no it's not like you're just making (laughs) it up
0: Yeah, this is not coming from Charlie Brooker (laughs) himself or anything like that. So, if you folks are interested, you can certainly go out there and find it. It was easy to find. I'm happy if someone asks for it, I'll either send it to you if you want to contact me, or um, I'll post it. If if enough of you are asking for it, I'll post it on our Facebook page um, and Twitter and such. Um, But it's out there if you're interested. I I tried to just kind of skim through it because I was kind of in a hurry looking for other articles, but I found it interesting where I stopped for a minutes and i was like hmm, that's interesting that someone actually i thought how much time do you have that you were able to take all of these episodes and kind of make a timeline of where they believe um like from the very starting in the earliest time i think somewhere in the 90s they believe that some of the episodes took place to all the way to the very end um I just thought it was really interesting. I thought, man, there's some way smarter people out there than me, which is not news at all. But that lives out there if you're interested. Let me know. I'll put it out there. So that's interesting.
1: Yep. I didn't... Yes. <laughs>
0: sean that was a very unexpected number one
1: yeah so sorry it's, i don't really mean to bring a downer on the episode but kind of just a, a little bit of a complaint little something i wish would have been a little bit different but no again as a whole it's one of those things coming in with the expectations for a, a movie or a tv episode if i didn't have the expectations i probably wouldn't have cared but you know i'm always kind of the creative type was like oh well how would i do this And sometimes I can kind of put a little stink on it.
0: No, no, I didn't think that was a stink at all. It just, it surprised me and it took a turn there for me. I thought, oh, well, that's not what I expected. But you know what? I like the unexpected and I like that you can still surprise me, Sean. It keeps things fresh with us. (laughs) (laughs) It keeps things real. It keeps things fresh. It was just unexpected and it's okay to be, we don't have to be, uh, you know, throwing flowers and rainbows all over this series and these episodes. If there's something you don't like, there's no judgment here. You tell us what you don't like. That goes for the listeners too.
1: Um, So what do you have for your number one to finish up this final episode of Black Mirror? You get the honors (gasps) to finish up season four.
0: Wow. I really wish I had something more poignant or something to go off of with this being uh, the final number one that we have for uh, Black Mirror for the season. Um, My number one is just in general, Black Mirror season four. I thought this is the wrap up um of the the season let's kind of talk a little bit about how we felt about it um you know what we thought did we you know how would we group it i i liked the season i really did i know that there were some grumblings i was surprised by the grumblings i mean i guess i get it there are a lot more smarter people out there than me so i feel like they what they're saying is valid as far as what they don't like but i really enjoyed it i i enjoyed crocodile was a little rough um but i was able to appreciate a lot of things about the episode maybe I didn't love it as a whole because of how dark it was and how um you know the things that occurred in that episode but I think it was so well written I really loved the fact that they had originally written it for a male and the lead and I'm sorry I'm always horrible with names but the lead actress who ended up playing the lead you know asked them what could this be female and they changed it um and that they were open to that. I thought that was wonderful. The background and the cinematography for Crocodile was beautiful. Um, even yeah. though I don't, I wouldn't want to live there. Um but it was still beautiful to look at. So, I was able to take even if I didn't love every single episode as a whole, I was still able to take things out of them and and love them and that's what I love about Black Mirror. I have a very dark and twisted Personality and humor about myself, so that's why I think I do love Black Mirror so much. I love that dark, twisty humor um, that that comes out of it, and and for me, I just really enjoyed Black Mirror season four. I hope everyone else did um, as well, and you know. <laughs> I was really sad I watched this last one um, just because I thought, oh, because you know how it is when you're you're either binging or just even watching it live on TV and you come to that last one and you're excited to watch it, but at the same time there's that sadness because yeah. you're like, oh, you know, when do we get the next one? Because I don't think that season five, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt because I believe I read Black Mirror is considered, out of all the Netflix original shows, Black Mirror is like number six. Uh, which is pretty good considering how many uh, shows and movies and such that they're putting out now. So I think number six out of everything that they're putting out there is pretty good. And it's always trending on Netflix whenever you pull up the menu Um so I don't think there's probably doubt that they'll bring back season five, even though there hasn't been any official word on it being greenlit yet. Um, so we don't know when it's coming back. Uh, this this one was released on December 29th of 2017. Always makes me sad to see the end and knowing that, um, oh, whenever I'm done recording tonight, I can't go watch the next one. There isn't a next yeah. one to watch. So the there only, was th- sadness.
1: The only thing I have going for me is I still have to watch season three. So I at least have six more episodes to watch.
0: I'm so excited for you. I really enjoy. <laughs> the whole series is great folks if you haven't i'm i'm pretty sure many who who are joining us for um our discussions on black mirror have probably seen the the rest of the series but if you haven't if you jumped into season four with us and that's okay if you did because you're not it is an anthology but if you haven't please go back and watch seasons one through three it you won't regret it um except for maybe episode one of season one um, oh, yeah <laughs> that's a little bit rough but get through it it's okay um but yeah, I'm excited for you and we're going to have to have, we don't have to have a deep discussion about it, but I'm interested to at least get your overall opinion of season three once you watch it because that, that one, you're getting into some good stuff. So that's my number one is Black Mirror season four, my own little tribute. Thank you for this season, Charlie Brooker um, and your executive producer, co-writer on some of the episodes. I'm sorry. She's a female and I don't remember her name. I am horrible. I'm a horrible person. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I was entertained, so that's my number one.
1: I agree. Great, great season.
0: Yeah, I liked it. I was entertained. Thank you, thank you. For everyone that every everyone that, that contributed, all the actors, producers, directors, um, everyone that, that played a part and made it a great a great series and great season. Lots of fun. So that's our top five. Uh do you have notes?
1: I don't, I think we kind of covered everything on my notes. So I think I'm, I'm pretty noted out. Did, I know you always have some good notes. Did you have any to, to throw in there?
0: I like that noted out. Uh, <laughs> the, the one thing I did kind of note, just a few things. These are, are pretty short things because I know that we talked a lot about uh, this, this uh, episode already. The intro song, it didn't hit me at first. Uh, when when you first see uh, Nish in the car driving down the road uh, and she pulls into this gas station to charge her car, which I guess the gas station's obsolete now. How cool would that be, by the way, to just freaking throw out the solar oh, panel yeah. on your trunk I and mean, plug in your car?
1: The Holy only hell. thing is, like, if if you could get only, like, 200 miles and it takes, like, six hours to charge your battery, like, yeah. that would make road trips, especially in America, like, so long. Because, you know, getting from, like, where I am to, like, Texas is, like, a 12-hour car ride. And if you can mm-hmm. only go four hours at a time at the stop for six, like, whoof!
0: Let's hope they'd have some really great Elon Musk Tesla-type batteries yeah. going well, up in there. well, those
1: roadside attractions would make a killing if that ever happened.
0: Yeah, like the... You know, uh Wisconsin's largest piece of yarn or, yeah. or yarn ball or whatever it is um those would definitely attendance would jump that's for sure, but anyway, I thought that was super cool. um, but the intro song always something there to remind me,
1: yeah, uh-huh.
0: that kind of I was like, oh my God, that plays if you think about it such a huge part of 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 this um episode. Uh, you know, because what we find out later is she does have something there to remind her. She's got her mother in her head, you yeah. know, kind of reminding her of her purpose and, and what she has going on. Kind of reminded you of the second story that we got with the carry Bear Um the even the doctor in the first one, uh, he didn't quite have a person living in his head, but I guess he kind of in in some instances when he's uh, connected to the, the the patients and he's feeling what they're feeling, that's kind of having someone in your head. Um, and then at the end, we had uh, Rollo himself in kind of Clayton's head, kind of how they transferred his consciousness into his consciousness, how that weird technology thing kind of happened um so i thought oh that song is a big tie-in for sure and kind of like a little guess what's getting ready to happen guess what you're getting ready to watch so i thought that was pretty cool um i love how they use music like that to kind of throw those things in there um letitia right letitia i'm gonna i'm guessing it's letitia Wright who played nish um, in in Black Museum, she was um, this this gorgeous gorgeous woman. She's in Black Panther. Did you yeah, know that? Yeah, I saw
1: that. Yeah, she was in a. I noticed her in Commuter too, which is a new Liam Neeson. She had a little small part in that.
0: Did she? I was yeah. looking her up on IMDb. She's got she's a hot thing right now. Um, and I thought that she, you know, somewhat looked familiar because I'm I'm of course super excited for Black Panther. I mean, oh, it looks fantastic, but uh, I haven't. You know, with some of the cast, other than like a few of the 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 main parts, I wasn't familiar with her yet. When I saw her, I thought, "Oh, she looks familiar." And then when I was looking her up on IMDb, I thought, "Oh, that yes, she's from Black Panther," and she was, um, you know, when they were doing all the promos and stuff, she was, you know, right alongside with the rest of them up there. And she is just gorgeous and beautiful. I thought she was really talented in this episode. So I wish her all the best. I thought she deserved a little um, her own shout out for. Um, this episode and how great she was in it, and uh, she's doing really great. And that's all the notes that I have because we talked this one out so much that there was nothing else to cover.
1: So yeah, I guess I mean you're talking about IMDb. The only other thing I'd throw out there is the uh, the homeless guy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Apparently that was Jason Vanderbeek. No, that's what IMDb said.
0: No, dang it! Now I got to go back and watch. <laughs> well, but. okay. You know, well, you're probably right, and I must have missed that. I I, I skimmed IMDb for some things, but uh, didn't dig too deep in it because I I thought, oh, I'm just going to skip over some of this, and because I and I must have missed that one. Probably too much vodka that night is what I'm guessing. <laughs> um, that's a very good possibility. So, well, if you didn't have anything else in your notes, and we've covered all of my stuff. What do you say we jump into the news?
1: All right, let's do some news.
0: All right, why don't you take this first one? All
1: right, so this first one comes from The Sun. So a a professor is forcing her students to watch episodes of hit Netflix series Black Mirror so that they don't create evil technology in the future. Patty Mays, who works as a prestigious Massachusetts Institute of Technology, says the show makes people think about the impact of what they design. Mays works at MIT's Fluid Interface Lab, which builds advanced tech for major companies and help pioneer touchscreen technology. The tech expert uses Black Mirror as an ex- example of how tech can go wrong and sets their students a quirky assignment, watch every episode of Black Mirror. May said that Black Mirror is, of course, a very negative version of how things can go wrong. But I think it's useful for all of the students and anyone involved in the development of new digital services and systems to look at that and keep that in mind as something to avoid. Anyone who is involved in designing new services and new interfaces should really think carefully about what impact the technologies they develop will have on society and on people's lives. We need people who design new systems that are more aligned with people's real, true interests and goals. We need people who will be changing the future for the better. Isn't that super cool? And what what do they say, like, the people, oh, what was it? I think it was from Jurassic Park 3. It's like, this park was built by people who had the best intentions. Mm-hmm. So just always something to kind of keep in mind.
0: Road to hell was paved with good intentions. Mm. <laughs> that's what they always say, right? Yeah, I think because, and I think that's where we kind of talked a little bit about um, earlier about Rolo. It's like, well, it seemed like the, the things that he was making sounded good, right? Being able to, you know, in the first story, inserting this thing into this doctor's head, if he's willing to, to succumb to that experiment and... um Uh, help people. They're able to diagnose people who can't communicate what's wrong with them and help them and make them better. Um, That's a good thing, right? But you saw how twisted it got and how it turned on them. And I think that that's something, I think that's good. I think that, you know, all these super brilliant people at MIT, that's something that you always have to keep reminding them about is that, okay, we're trying to do something good here. We're trying to create this great technology, but what can happen if it's in the wrong hands or used for something bad? It is something I think that we need to be aware of. So, I found that really interesting. So, the next one that we have is from the Black Mirror Wiki itself. Um, so, the first story, which was involving Dr. Dawson, was based on a short story, The Pain Addict, written by magician Penn Gillette early in his career. Gillette had written the story based on the personal experience of being ill in a Spanish welfare hospital in 1981, where it was difficult to get a diagnosis due to the language barrier. Gillette came up with the pain addict from this experiment, uh, or, or from this experiment's experience sorry where there would be technology that allowed a doctor to understand what pain a person was suffering but as described by Gillette this guy gets addicted to it and starts beating people to feel their pain
1: Oof. I, th- I mean I, I remember seeing that at the end of the episode and be like oh my gosh like because Penn Gillette I don't know if you've ever listened to him uh uh, like his podcast, like he's a pretty interesting dude.
0: I haven't listened to his podcast, but I I do find him interesting. I've seen him on other things and shows and interviews, and he, I used to think whenever I was younger, um, and and would watch Penn and Gillette all the time that he was just like some just magician and just wrote him off as a magician. But then as I got to know him, he's a very interesting kind of fella. All
1: right, so the next story is also from the Easter is also from the Black Mirror wiki. It's the Easter eggs from this episode. So Black Museum includes Easter egg references back to each previous Black Mirror episode according to director Colin McCarthy. Uh, Many were placed by set designer Joel Collins. For example, Jack is seen reading a 15 million merits comic. And the museum's entrance includes a screen showing a picture of Victoria Skillen and later a mannequin with a black baklava and with white two-pronged symbol from White Bear. Many museum artifacts are taken from previous episodes. For instance, an ADI from Hated in the Nation, the lollipop dolly used to clone Walton's son in USS Callister, the tablet used by Marie in Archangel, the bloody bathtub where Shaz's husband was murdered in Crocodile, the two rats shown to Dawson by Hines were named Kenny and Hector. Uh, referencing the characters from Shut Up and Dance. Uh, the episode also makes allusions to San Junipero, featuring the company TCKR, naming a Hospital Saint Junipero, and showing Yorkie and Kelly's dressing in the museum. Separately, one wall of the museum includes a number of human face busts. Brooker identified these busts of the various crew that have worked on the show. Well, that's pretty cool. I like that last piece.
0: Yeah, wasn't that cool when you saw the 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 faces when it was almost like the first thing that she saw and you know what it reminded me of spoiler alert. If you haven't seen game of Thrones, skip ahead. Oh. I'm not giving away too much, but skip ahead if you haven't seen it, but it reminded me of, uh, the faces, uh, the wall of faces and such that you see when you're, when, um, Aria is, um, you know, with the faceless men. That's what it reminded me. Of. I was like, oh, hell, is there some tort type <laughs> of Game of Thrones reference going good on call. Here? That's <laughs> a good catch, yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was super cool that the, they made all of these um, masks of everyone that's worked on uh, Black Mirror. I thought, oh, how fun is that? And I couldn't tell you which one. I know what Charlie Brooker looks like, but the quick peek that we got at those faces, he's in there somewhere. Oh, so nice. if you want and you want to go back and look, check out and see if you can figure out uh, which one that he is. So, this last little piece, it's not quite news. It's just a little fun thing that I wanted to throw in there now that we wrapped up Season 4 and everyone, I hope, has had a chance to watch all of the episodes from Season 4. Um, these are a couple of uh, rankings of the episodes of Season 4 from around the Twitterverse. Um, so the first one that we have that I picked up is from at Dan, Dan Daley. Um, He's ranking these Black Mirror Season 4 episodes. Number one, he says USS Callister, Shook. Metalhead, ban Boston Dynamics Now. (laughs) That's funny. Crocodile, girl, you could have just said it was an accident. (laughs) Archangel, ban overprotective parents also. (laughs) Black Museum, just for Dr. Uh, Pain scenes, Ew. Hang the DJ, meh, next. Oh, that's a shame. I really loved Hang the DJ. Um, Another Twitter user uh, threw in their uh, uh, review of Black Mirror Season 4 with their ranking. This is at Caitlin underscore pal. They say number one, Hang the DJ. Number two, Archangel. Number three, USS Callister. Number four, Black Museum. Number five, Metalhead, and number six, Crocodile. All subject to change after my brain processes everything. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I thought that was fun. So, Sean, this I want to know: How did you rank season four? What what episodes? Let's hear your uh, number one to number six for
1: season oh. four. All right, so my number one is, I don't know if it would be a surprise, but it would be Hang the DJ. Yes. So kind of the reverse of uh, <laughs> at JC. Um, number two would be USS Callister. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three would be Archangel. I'm sorry, number three would be Metalhead. Number four would be Archangel. Number five would be Black Museum. And number six would be Crocodile. Crocodile, I just kind of felt, was a little bit of the weaker of the six
0: i i agree and certainly is dark that's for sure gosh i think you look did you look at my paper when do, we were do doing they match? this almost exactly almost exactly that's you were reading these off and i thought you cheated this is one of those <laughs> when you're in third grade and you're like glancing at the person next to you what did they put for number three um you cheated off my paper. Um, that's interesting. Do you want to add any insight as to why? You don't have to. This was not a requirement. But did you want to add any insight as to why? Other than Crocodile, you mentioned why you ranked it so low. Do you want to add any insight?
1: Yeah, so hang, hang the DJ, like, just in an individual setting. Like, I just absolutely loved that uh, episode. Um, USS Callister, I think, was kind of a different take on, um, like, it was just, I, it wasn't what I was expecting from it. Um, so it kind of caught me off guard there, but I thought the story was really, really strong there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metalhead, I kind of put above the other ones because it felt very like the top three, I think, would say the ones I, I really, really enjoyed. Right. And Metalhead was kind of that like grungy indie kind of movie. Yeah. Um, and then that's where it kind of starts falling off for me. It's like Archangel, I think, was like a good like family drama, but it kind of like it was very predictable, kind of knew where it was going. Um, Black Museum, um, if if Crocodile was better, I'd probably put Black Museum last just because it it was an okay story. I like the three vignettes again, but it just didn't – it didn't like – the twist wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I didn't see that coming. It was kind of right. like, oh, oh, okay. I mean it seems like a twist that was written in. Um, and then Crocodile was kind of just like, you know, you could have just told him that was an accident, girl. Come on. <laughs>
0: that was funny. Uh, so how'd
1: your how'd your order turn out? Was it exactly the same, or was there any differences?
0: There was some differences, but it, you were starting to scare me a little bit. Like I said, I thought, oh, "Holy shit, Sean's that FBI guy staring at me in my webcam. <laughs> <laughs> You're cheating off my paper." <laughs> as I'm writing these down and 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 this is hilarious because I you, normally I type my notes um and then print them and such to have them in front of me and I, I don't make and I'll add notes like by hand sometimes as I go or later after I've printed them out so this I actually hand wrote and as I'm handwriting my order I started to scratch them out and go no 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 I'm putting that one up here and moving this one down and such so um Number one for me uh, was Hang the DJ. I don't know anybody that's listened is not surprised by that one because I went on and on <laughs> about Hang the DJ and how much I loved it. And and I'm not sorry for it. So um, if you disagreed with me, I appreciate your opinion, but um, that was mine. I loved it. Uh, my number two was USS Callister. Uh, I'm like you. I thought it was a great, strong story. I was thoroughly entertained. I really loved the twist where you've, felt sympathy initially for the main character and then he turned out to be uh the total jerk asshole that you thought yep you got what you deserved uh starving to death in your uh video game coma um so i thought that was really great as well my number three i had originally wrote metalhead uh but scratched it out and put archangel
1: okay so those two are or at least that one's flip-flopped on us
0: yeah i kind of i was like but but i read that because i see where i scratched it out and put archangel and, and then you said metalhead I'm like holy shit i totally <laughs> that too initially but went back and changed it i'm like this other person that says well all subject to change after my brain processes everything i felt like it was hard to to, to rank these um so Archangel's my number three i just enjoyed it for some reason i really thought it was just interesting that whole dynamic i get what you were saying about it, some of it being pretty predictable, but I still enjoyed it, so it is my number three. Uh, number four, I have Black Museum, but I had Crocodile and then Metalhead, uh, but initially settled on Black Museum as number four. Um, well, I really enjoyed it. I wasn't sure that it was um, that I could put it above, like Hang the DJ and USS Callister, as far as storytelling, but I did thoroughly enjoy it um, um, in all. Number five, Crocodile. Um, I did not rank that one last um like I said i the story was very dark and anyone I mean you had to watch it so I don't think I'm giving away any spoilers to anyone that's listening I hope um but you know with what happened in Crocodile it was so dark um, and, and even for me who really enjoys dark stories and that that they were brave enough to kind of go there where they did with that story um, I still feel it was beautifully written um I, I don't know that I agree so much that it was so predictable, really. I, I was left surprised and I really liked that it was a female, not a male, that we could see a female do what she did. Um And just that they were willing to be brave enough to kind of go there. I liked it. And I thought the scenery was beautiful. I tried to look at all of it as a whole. And for me, it was enough to pull off the number five. And then the number six was Metalhead. And Mm, it wasn't that I didn't like it. I loved. I love all these episodes. I really do. But I think as my total enjoyment, whenever I look back at how much I enjoyed watching them and the entertainment that I felt and, you know, my feelings after watching it. That one didn't give me the, the feels as much as much as I did enjoy it because I did. It was hard to rank these. I don't want any of them to be last. I really don't. So that's my season four rankings. If anyone's interested, they have – and maybe we'll circle back to it eventually and, and bring it up. But if you're interested, there are plenty of sites out there for everyone um, if you want to go. They, there's plenty of um, uh, people out – people and uh, sources out there that have ranked now that season four is out every – episode of of black mirror from season one through four if you're interested um we're only doing season four today so thanks for um letting us allow that moment we are going to now get into my favorite part um and that's listener feedback this is where we get to hear from you guys and uh i'm gonna let you kick that off sean what's our first one
1: all right. So our first one comes from Elizabeth Nikolovich. Uh, did notice the stuff from previous episodes? We knew the stories behind them. While he told his story, he ended up trapped in his own story. So wheat agreed.
0: Pake Allen says, absolutely loved the episode. It was cool that it had several smaller stories within it, like another favorite Black Mirror episode of mine. The twist at the end was amazing. Fantastic way to end the season. I agree, Pake. Right, so Paik.
1: I guess Pake is kind of alluding that there is another episode like this.
0: All right, Pake. You and I are buddies <laughs> now. Um, you need to hit me up and let me know uh, what that was because my mind is gone. Um, You can attribute it to whatever you like, but hit me up. What's this other episode? Because I've done forgotten. They've all blended together for me. So yeah.
1: All right. So we got an email on metalhead. So my thoughts on metalhead love the black and white film, uh, made things scary without seeing red blood flying all over. The Robo dogs were just about unstoppable killing machines. They really scared me, but here comes the criticism. Uh Oh, I understand metalhead was set in a post-apocalyptic world where resources are scarce. So, who would risk losing your life for a MacGuffin? I use the word in case you have not given the reveal yet. Further, the people sent to get the item obviously did not have the skills to fight against such a relentless guard dog. Someone else more equipped should have tried to break in the warehouse. The humans trying to get away from the RoboDog reminded me of the early scenes of the Fear of the Walking Dead, in which ignorant people walk up to zombies trying to help and just got bit. Mm. How many times did Bella have to see the murderous robodog dog spit out trackers like Sharpnel without protecting her body? Why didn't she finish it off with after blinding it with paint? She had a gun in hand in hands, for God's sake. <laughs> Don't you think they could have made something for the child instead of losing their life for a non essential item? Wanna hear your thoughts?
0: And that was from Darnell. Darnell.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um it's
1: I, I kind of feel like I think the thing I like about this is I feel like this is how people would actually be.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You know, I think we see shows like The Walking Dead, and sometimes in Fear of the Walking Dead, we feel like everybody's a superhero type, you know, bigger than life people. Yeah. And in reality, like, like Daryl. Like <laughs> Daryl. It's like <laughs> You know, but most people aren't gonna have the skills and they're gonna be weak because of lack of food and there's gonna be a lot of stuff that goes into, you know. I mean, there's only so many, like, SEALs in this world, like Navy SEALs. Like, we're all not going to just magically turn into badass fighter people.
0: Some of us are going to be Carols, and then we're going to – that's how we start, and then we end up being a complete badass like Carol is yeah, today. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, spoiler for anyone that's in the Walking Dead. <laughs> disclosure, disclosure, yada, yada. Um, But, yeah, yeah, I'm with you in that part. Um. What other things did, did did we want to address out of his email questions that he has? I think you're totally right. We're not all – we're all just everyday people. We're not all wa- – well, I might be a walking badass. Sean, I know you are a walking badass.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, that's, anyway. uh, I'm, I'm going to be Daryl for sure. Right. I'm going to find me a leather jacket with angel wings and
0: – right yeah i i'm totally kidding by the way i i i would oh, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd be, I'd be hiding in a corner go. yeah i'd be <laughs> hiding in a corner crying about crying to my mommy or something um <laughs> i'd be a total wuss um but you know, yeah, I agree with what you say. I think that we're all just, you know, it's kind of luck of the draw sometimes. It's not, I mean, sometimes the strongest people maybe don't always survive. Uh, some of the people that we see in these types of scenarios and in and, and these po- post-apocalyptic worlds, you're like, how the hell did you get this far? Because you don't seem to have any survivor skills. Um, how did you even get here? So I totally get That mindset. But I do agree with what you said that sometimes um, there is the luck of the draw. People do just get lucky. They surround themselves with badasses maybe and they just get along for the ride um, and get that free ride, I guess. Um, And then maybe can develop some skills to, um, you know, keep surviving. Um, so I don't know. I think there's some really good questions in here. I agree with this question. How many times did Bella have to see the murderous dog spit out the trackers like shrapnel? Um, I, I, I kind of agree. It's like we've well, seen that happen once or twice already. Maybe they didn't know that even though this thing is like disabled on the ground, that it still had that capability. Maybe they just haven't seen them enough. Maybe they don't. I'd be scared to venture out into that world, knowing that those things are out there. Um, so maybe they don't have enough intel to know exactly everything they need to know about them.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: So I don't know. Um, I think the, why didn't she finish it off after blinding it with paint? That's a good question. She was right there. Um but I don't know. It was holding that damn knife. That thing holding that knife true, was yeah. more sinister to me than, than it when it had its little gun in its hand. Yeah. I mean
1: anything small holding a knife. It's like Robo Chucky. Like when Chucky's <laughs> walking around with a knife, it's like fuck that movie. I'm done. Like Exactly I don't want to see this little thing with the knife. It's like a it's basically a sword at that point.
0: Yes. And, I mean, it can stab and twist. I mean, it was so – when it would stab and then zzz, twist,
1: yeah, oh, my uh, God. That no, just thank you.
0: gives me the damn chill. So I'm sorry. I'm getting the fuck out of there too. I am not sticking <laughs> – <laughs> I'm getting out. I agree with a lot of things that you said, Darnell, but I'm not sure um – if I agree with everything, but I, I agree with a lot of your thoughts, so thank you uh, so much for that email, Darnell. And I want to give a special shout out to these are two different Tonys. I swear, there's a Tony with a Y <laughs> and Tony with an I. Um, they both shared uh, where I could find the '80s horror movie trilogy of terror that I've went on and on about. Uh, and you're welcome, and I'm sorry, um, all at the same time. Uh, they shared where i could find that movie because i mentioned you know like i don't see it streaming anywhere i don't see it available um they heard me and reached out and shared with me on facebook and an email and i want to thank you so much for um to both of you for sharing. It was a true moment of solidarity that you guys shared it with me and knew what the hell I was talking about because I feel like every time, you know, as I'm talking horror movies with friends, you know how you just get in those conversations you talk about movies that scared you or whatever those experiences that really traumatized you. Everybody knows what The Exorcist is. So when you mention that, they're like, oh yeah, I know what it is even if they haven't watched it. But anytime I brought up Trilogy of Terror, people were like, what? So it was a really... (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what the hell are you talking about? This tiny little doll with this damn knife. Um, Maybe it didn't scare other people so much, but at least you folks knew exactly what I was talking about and readily shared it with me. It is available on YouTube. Uh, For those that want to go look that up on YouTube, um, it's out there. If you want to um, not sleep at night, I suggest that you watch it. So thank you so much for thinking of me. Much love to you both, uh, Tony Y and Tony I. And thank you to all of our lovely listeners through this Black Mirror experience and going through this ride with us. I love everything that you guys, I look forward to this every week, reading what you guys have to say. So thank you so much um, for listening and for writing in. Uh, We truly appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Black Mirror has been a great, great time. Um, I had a lot of fun. So uh, I guess we got to talk about next week's episode, right? What's it going to be?
0: <gasps> yeah, because I hope people were listening that we had a special announcement because yeah. I'm curious. I, I I don't. I don't even know if I know myself. I might have been drinking too heavily, and I don't even know what the hell that we're doing next week. So maybe I need to get on the page here. Sean, tell us what we're doing now after Black Mirror.
1: Well, Rima, we're going to keep on our kind of Netflix strange TV shows, and so next week we're going to be covering a brand new series that's on Netflix called <gasps> Drumroll. <gasps> Altered Carbon. So this is a show that is set in the future where consciousness is digitalized and stored. A prisoner returns to life in a new body and must solve a mind-bidding murder to win his freedom. So we'll be covering the first episode from season one, which is titled Out of the Past. And the description for this episode is waking up in a new body 250 years after his death. Takeshi Kovacs discovered he's been resurrected to help a titan of industry solve his own murder. So with this, we'll be covering it basically, kind of like we did Strange Indeed. We'll be watching it week to week, so we won't do it in a binge fashion. If you already had, it's no big deal. Just we'll make sure that if you send in any uh, information or any kind of uh, listener feedback, we'll mm-hmm. try to keep the spoilers out. Yep. But I'm super excited. The trailers <clears throat> for this have me pumped, and I'm I'm excited to jump on a new, really cool show.
0: I am too. I'm excited to do something new. I mean, I've I've loved the whole strange Stranger Things journey that we've taken, and Black Mirror uh, with these successful shows and you know critically acclaimed shows. But I'm really excited to be covering something uh, that's new, a little bit fresh, and it looks really really great. I I've, I'm hearing some great things about it. I'm so hoping you guys will will continue on this journey uh, with us as we continue to cover something a little bit different, um, kind of in the same universe as as Black Mirror and Strange Indeed, but also something a little bit fresh and new. So I can't wait. Thank you, Sean, for that announcement. (laughs) Um, Well, we're so excited uh, for you to look into that Black Mirror with us. Um, But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at StrangeTcast.
1: You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash stranger And you can also check us out on Instagram at stranger or at strange underscore indeed underscore pod.
0: You can email us at StrangerThingscastpod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app.
1: You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts like The Walking Dead cast at podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed or any of the other great Apple podcasts or the other great podcastica podcasts on Apple Podcast.
0: Make sure to check out Sean in his other podcast, The Language of Bromance. Comes out every Sunday, folks. Every Sunday like clockwork.
1: Out I'm every telling single you. Sunday, yep. I said, I think this week we're releasing episode 190,
0: I believe. So <gasps> we're,
1: we're trekking closer to that 200.
0: Oh, my God. We got to have some champagne. I don't I, I yeah. don't even have anything to do with it, but I'm going to toast you anyway.
1: <laughs> Ooh, we talked about maybe Maybe that's where we dropped this. Maybe episode 200 is where we have a special guest.
0: Hmm. hmm. <laughs> Intriguing. I'm going to be listening for that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's our show. Episode 24, Black Museum. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And Tony Washington
0: is strange indeed.
2: How'd I do, Mom? All good? Just great, honey. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks.